<laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Back again another week for in action with me, Derek. And me, Daniel. And me, Brett. <laughs> so, a lot of talk about this week. Uh, no game this week, but uh, plenty of news to discuss. So, let's set up some trailers. We got a couple trailers that dropped this week. Uh, which one do you guys want to start with? Which one? Uh, I think maybe the one we were most excited for. You want to just jump into that one? Sure. Okay. Which one's that one? Brett, you know which one that you is. You know which one that is. Oh, The Irishman? No. Gosh. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, like legit. Well, uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Oh, Uncut Gems. Remember when you fist pumped before we started the podcast about the trailer? If you if you can believe it, I actually forgot that it came out again. That, that's fair. It, yep. All right. <laughs> it's been a, a it's been a long gap in between our recordings, so it's a little off. But it's yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Uh, so, uncut gems finally came out yesterday, no, Tuesday. Tuesday finally came As out Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> clear this. Clean this up. Uh, came out on Tuesday, uh, and honestly, even though it was a short little uh, short little trailer. You could totally tell that this is going to be Adam Sandler's uh, probably best movie. I I can say yeah, this probably will be one of his best like performances. Yeah, because that was a ama- like he's just some sleazy. Like, he's just a sleazy like like a uh, jewel dealer, jewel dealer who like likes to gamble. Yeah, and it's like he's he's gambling other people's money. It's not yeah. his money. Oh yeah, he's it's yeah. not his money. Yeah. Um, it looks like a good kind of like like hi- not heist necessarily, but like crime drama. Yeah. Like that, it looks like a high stakes it, um, drama that looks really good. It definitely has, it looks like it's going to be tense. looks like he's mm-hmm. going to be giving it like a hell of a performance. Yeah. Uh, interesting cast as well. Just like kind of people just showing up in the oh, movie. Oh, hell yeah. I think we mentioned what we were talking about before, but Dina Menzel. Dina Menzel. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Your boy, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. <laughs> um, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Gould as well. Um, I believe that's the actor from Independence Day. He was the, he was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad in the movie, that actor. Isn't he in the Ocean's movies? He are you talking about Judd Hirsch? Judd Hirsch. I oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's his name. No, I said Avid said it earlier. I think yeah. I was talking about it yesterday well, yeah, because too. I, I also said Elliot Gould, yeah. and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Judd Hirsch. Judd is Hirsch. Still alive. Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is still alive. Wow. Yeah, you're hearing it here. You're hearing it here. So yeah, uh, I did want to say to you guys, if you want a good sense of this movie um you should watch good time which was the safety brothers daniel what, what are you good and good news is is that it's on amazon prime so we can watch it. oh i see that's what i was gonna add uh what? the movie good time good time so oh, this was their previous it's film the movie that the directors did before robert Pattinson. Yeah. i will say based on the trailer it's definitely in the same sort of vein as their previous films and it's a great performance for robert Pattinson. it's just a high tense movie it's uh, like an hour 40, I think. It's yeah, not a long it's a, movie. It's a short movie. This one looks longer. I think the runtime for this movie is like two, two hours, hours. 15 minutes. Two hours, 15 minutes. Hell yeah. So I'm all for it. I'm very excited. So December. No exact date, but December. Yeah. Sweet. So next one. Irishman. Oh, now the movie that we were excited for. <laughs> yes. The Irishman trailer. We got a, we got a, a second trailer, right? We a second trailer. Which was more due to the story. They show more of the... More of the story and more of the de-aging. Yes. They show. Yes. And that's been talked about as well. we'll yeah. So this is... um. Robert De Niro, through the years, seeing him as a young gun. <laughs> again. 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 I mean, now they can make a Godfather 4. They could. Prequel. 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 Yeah. Prequel. Roll Marlon out of the grave. <laughs> Please. Please do it. Um, so he 
what would you just say the plot is then? What, how would you describe the film? It looks like a political, uh, like, uh, he wants um, Robert Gen- Al Pacino's character, obviously Jimmy Hoffa, yeah. wants um, Robert De Niro's character to come help him with some campaigning, yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, obviously it doesn't turn out that way, because the mob then turns on Jimmy Hoffa, it looks like in the movie, and in real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's like a... Robert De Niro is basically just talking to his lawyer and like his lawyer is ready to defend him and yeah, that's what it kind of gives us in the trailer. Wasn't in real life, doesn't he, Jimmy Hoffa just kind of disappear and then they don't know what really happened to him? Wasn't that the... Yeah, they don't know, they don't even know where he's buried still yeah. so, to this day. So he I'm just disappeared like from one day to the next. Mm. Yeah. Someone, it'll probably be just a kind of ambiguous on how and what happens yeah. or they might, they might maybe give you more story, who knows, but yeah. I they de-age Robert De Niro and Al Pacino Oh, they for sure did. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci added. He doesn't look like he's de-aged yet. At least in the trailer footage, he looks older. It looks. I mean, he looks his age. Yeah, I should say because I think he's supposed to be older than De Niro. Okay. Um, I think it's it's kind of weird. Did what did you think of the de-aging? Did it look good for you? Did you like it? It did look good. For me, I I did see a lot of people like. Kind of like there's a meme going around about like just like him. They took screenshots of him in like four different ages in the trailer. Yeah, from be him being his youngest in the war to like him now. And they, I think they white they made his hair white at the end. Um, and he's like so, okay. So a lot of people just I think is I think specifically that one shot where he's in the army. I think that's the one that a lot of people are pointing at, and it looks pretty good. It does look pretty good, but it's still like kind of noticeable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just as we see them. Like yeah. in their everyday life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely... It, I'm wondering this is the oldest actor to get... I guess they did Kurt Russell too. I'm trying to think of like the age gap in between like how they young they made him to how old they are in actuality. And I'm wondering if they did what they did in like the Marvel movies where they had a stand-in and they just kind of meshed their face over because that's how they did it in the Marvel movies. They found someone in body structure very similar and they just kind of film both with each person in and they just warp the face onto the oh, younger really? body. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? So I'm wondering if they did something like that or it's just De Niro, all De Niro. Probably Michael Douglas. Hmm? Michael Douglas, like in the... Like in Ant-Man and yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell yeah. in Guardians 2. Oh, okay. So, so that's how they did it for those two. So I'm wondering if that's... Weird. Yeah. So it's still cool. Still really cool. Still really cool. The tech's really cool. It's the, it's one, I think it's the one company that does all this the same... It's uh, the same, yeah. Every, all the de-aging is by the same company. <laughs> I think they kind of mastered it. Hell this. yeah. So, I'm very excited. Uh, except they didn't master it for It Chapter 2. But it's cool. Ah, it was a little rough. You yeah. know, it is what it is. But did you see the runtime for this movie, by the way? Wasn't it like three hours? Three hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Two, about 200 and something minutes. Yeah. How does that How does it make you feel? And we were already kind of speculating that this was going to be a long movie because it's Scorsese. So. Listen, I'm a mob guy. Yeah, saying you love 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 movies. And the big mom movie. I'm in it. In theaters? Nope. All right. In the comfort of my bed. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'll be. Yeah, just to just laying back <laughs> fully. And I think that's November for the Irishman, right? Yes. Yeah. November first. Well, theaters. It's November first. Yeah, and then November twenty seventh, Netflix. So Thanksgiving weekend. Now mm-hmm. you would save part of your day for that. That's where I'll be. <laughs> All right. Uh, there was one more trailer, which um, was for Frozen 2. 
Um, so this is more story details. More story, more animation, more character, more of the new characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and just more to the backdrop of, I guess, the powers and yeah. like the mythicness of yeah everything. The city goes like they have to evacuate the city, and they find this like hidden like uh like society, I guess, mm-hmm. which is like led by I think Sterling K. Brown's character, and it's just what yeah it's him it's him voicing the character and he's in it um what was was what are they what are they specifically trying to do are they trying to figure out what's going on with arendelle is that yeah i think they're just trying to figure out like where her powers came from mm-hmm. and just like from i i don't know i saw the trailer i feel like it's been a bit since i saw it same like a couple of days so couple i don't days. remember much of it. <laughs> that's about <laughs> it i mean it'll probably it's disney so it'll probably be yeah. it'll be good um the animation does look really good i will say the animation especially in that first show with the water that looked really good so Mm -hmm. i'll still probably end up seeing it but yeah that's pretty much it on that Mm -hmm. it's all the trailers i think that came out this week right that i that we saw that we saw yeah the three of us saw i think so i don't think i i didn't see anything else i didn't i don't remember anything else all right let's get some news news uh big news actually a lot of big news stories this week Um, huge let's do some casting news so let's start with uh since we talked about last week let's talk about jurassic world 3 okay um since we talked about the short last (laughs) week uh shortly after they confirmed some casting for the new movie and they confirmed that they're bringing back um laura dern laura dern sam Sam neill and jeff goldblum reprising dr alan grant ellie sattler and uh ian malcolm to play the characters and they did say they will be major characters not some fucking cameo courtroom scene like in the last one. <laughs> oh yeah 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 with uh jeff goldblum, with jeff goldblum's jeff character goldblum, yeah, so pretty bad yeah but um that was it that was the big news that then it's, it's huge news to have like them all come back again yeah. for this one and i think jeff goldblum it was like he was like he made a dinosaur pun about how excited he was and it's just like oh all right they're he, they're in <laughs> jeff goldblum's like stoked to be back so i think that's gonna film early 2020 it's gonna start production and i think chris pratt was also like tweeting about it about like having him like return so that was comes out 2021 right yes um Uh, yeah because chris pratt and bryce dallas howard are still gonna be in it they're still gonna be in it but they will additionally for some reason i mean yeah we have who we i mean they could keep i actually i would they could keep if they told me one or the other i would say give me the original three and then yeah i mean retire the other two but yeah i'm very excited i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing where they're gonna have like these characters where they're gonna be taking place in after everything's happened so that's yeah. pretty much it. There hasn't been, like, there's still no story details or anything like that. And the original director is doing it again. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow. He's returning as well. Yeah. Um, so, should be interesting. I hope don't, don't mess it up. Um, well. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, it's too late. Uh, it could be worse than the last one. Anyways. <laughs> uh, the Batman. Uh-oh. In the weekly um, DC podcast, DC. <laughs> specifically the Batman podcast, as I feel like I talk about almost every podcast. Yes. Um, we've got some more casting news. Um, since we're getting closer to when they're going to start filming, they're uh, casting. So they've got two names. One is for sure in the role, which is Jeffrey Wright, who's from Westworld. He's from The Hunger Games. Um, he's playing uh, Commissioner Gordon. He'll be playing uh, James Gordon in the movie, which is very exciting. That's very exciting. I um, like him a lot. He's he a great fits actor. the character really good. He can play yeah. that. I think he'll fit that character very yeah. well. The other, even more, it's still... I don't think it's for sure yet. I think they're still negotiating. But Jonah Hill has been circulating around two villain roles. They The two villain roles are either Penguin or, or, the, or the Riddler. But sources say... I heard... Okay, go ahead. The Riddler. Yeah, okay. Everyone's saying That's the what Riddler. everyone thinks. Yeah. And I think I... I'm, 
I'm like that. I like that yeah. casting. I think I like that too. I think he could definitely pull that kind of oh like, for sure yeah craziness. I was reading something that he's saying that he kind of looks up to Jim Carrey, like how he went from comedic to like dramatic roles, and I think he's kind of maybe that'll be more of like influence to him when he does huh. the Riddler. So and then no one's played the Riddler live action since Jim Carrey no. in a movie, so I think that'll be nice for him to kind of like mold the role into something he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, that'd um, be cool. That would be really cool. I'm very excited. And I, I asked him. I don't. I asked the group. I don't think any of us wrote Jonah Hill no, for any I of the casting. So. No, I don't, I don't remember. So um, that's a little like surprise for us. So I'm curious to see where they go with the rest of the villains. So there's still a bunch of other villains they have to cast. I'm sure once they figure out who he's playing, if he's in for sure, then they can cast the rest. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, would you guys, any other comments on, on that specific news that came out? No, I just, I'm, I'm really excited. I love Jonah Hill, so I'm really excited that he's going to be part of this movie, regardless of what character he plays. Yeah. So yeah, I'm pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, I'm pretty excited for this movie. Uh, if it is going to be like the Arkham video games, it sounds like it. Where it's like a detective work kind of thing. Yeah, everything I mean, I'm seeing, it's like it's supposed to be like Catwoman's supposed to be in it, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be just like a detective, like he's solving some sort of yeah. mystery, and he's having to go to these villains and figure out what's happening. So it seems very Arkham set. Yeah, and that that to me seems like a really cool idea. Yeah, for Batman. Real quick, um, I think I would. When you ask who we would like to see as Catwoman, mm-hmm. now that she's a little more well known, I think Margaret Qualley would be really good as Catwoman. Yeah, I think yeah. she would be good. Do you know she was? From, um, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's Pussycat, the girl who Brad Pitt like falls in love with. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Her. I can see it. Yeah. Can All see right. It. I can see that. I can see that. She's the daughter of somebody famous. Andy McDowell. That's it. Who? Andy McDowell, from Ready or Not. The mom. All right, anyways. I'm from Four Weddings and a Funeral and Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day? Not Ground? You know where I'm going? No. 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 Shame. Well, yeah. That's Uh, that's her mom. (laughs) So we'll just keep keep on the lookout for more news when we get out. More Batman news. More Batman news. news. (laughs) We'll get a confirmation if Jonah will be... When does that start filming? Probably next year. Um, because it's not coming out to 2021. I can, okay. I think I, I can firmly say that that is probably going to be my most anticipated movie for 2021. That's going to be my, Ooh. that's so far with all the, like the Batman who's directing it, just like the story. I think it's already kind of gearing up to be something I'm going to be very, excited, very for. excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, let's stick with superheroes and talk about something, someone joining the MCU uh, potentially. Um, so Ghost Rider, was going to get a Hulu series. They just recently announced that they're not going forward with it. There's been rumors going that they did this because they want to put him in the MCU. Mm. So, like, what did he get his, like, as part of... He would... A, a movie or a TV or a Disney Plus show? I feel like maybe a movie. Or... Bring back Nicolas Cage, you cowards. <laughs> honestly, they should. <laughs> I would... I, he would... I honestly, I liked him. I kind of liked him as, like... On Johnny, on Johnny Blaze. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty, I that too. Yeah. All I had to do was hold their mouth in one position. God, no emotion. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see the second Ghost Rider in Spirit of Vengeance? No. no, awful. I heard it was very awful. I didn't even see the first one, so I don't remember the first. The first one, one was okay. Honestly, I feel like I'd rather watch the second one because it's just, I, it's like I, I think the first one can't be boring and the second one is just out there it just it's still bad it's just barely out there it just elbows in that movie when i really? always forget that he's in that yeah it's probably one of his first like major i think roles. i think yeah. so yeah but um that's cool i like i like ghost rider so 
Hopefully they do it right. Wasn't he in Agents of Shield? He was. I think that was the character. I think that character was going to get the Hulu the, series. The Hulu series. Yeah, uh, I don't remember what. It's not Johnny Blaze. It's a different interpretation. Like Johnny Blaze goes missing. He was going to get Shield, a spinoff, and it's yeah. someone else who takes on what? Uh, yeah, the mantle on the mantle. Yeah. So. Is that possible? Like, is that like a thing? Like that? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I thought he was born with it. No. No. Well, remember um, in the the movie, um, someone passes it to Johnny Blaze because it's it's um, Sam Elliott. He's he's got the Flame Rider horse. Oh, remember that? So it, it like it's like Sam passed Elliott on. You badass. choose someone. Yeah, dude, that was sick. <laughs> I remember now. Like the it's one, all coming the back one thing now. I remember, and it's the the Ghost Rider horse, and then the fucking chain, and like the stair yeah. of penance or whatever. Yeah. 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 That was terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. We'll keep, I'm pretty excited about that, actually. I'm excited for Ghost Rider. I feel like he didn't get his due, so I think. Yeah. And ever since they got him back, I don't think they've really done too much with him. They put a mage in the shield, but a lot of people kind of, I don't, it's not as, it's it's ending, and I don't know if a lot of people watched it after it kind of stopped kind of tying into the MCU yeah. stuff. So. No. So. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, next one. Um. We'll stay on the Disney bubble. Kevin Feige Uh-oh. is going to develop a Star Wars film. Kevin Feige. So as busy... Just one, right? Just one. Just one. But just I started off. Yeah. I think that'll just kind of set the tone if yeah. he should do them all. And I mean, with how, how he's handled the Marvel movies, I don't know why this decision wasn't made sooner. Yeah. You he's know? probably too busy. <laughs> Uh, you know <laughs> that was the excuse for spider-man but here yeah. he is taking on star wars like like it's nothing so and i, I mean, mean if it does well you know you're gonna get he's gonna have to do more of them yeah isn't the like a uh, president of like the star wars franchises like supposed to be really good too kathleen kennedy yeah yeah she she's been involved she's with like them. a top producer too isn't she yeah mm-hmm. um now i don't know if this film is separate from the um, the uh, DB and uh, DB Weiss and David Benioff's Star Wars films. Um, I would assume it is. Um, there is that's all they really said that Kevin Feige is going to be involved in a Star Wars film. They don't know. They don't think they specifically mentioned mm. if it's going to be his with them or it's just going to be his offshoot. I would assume offshoot from them. Yeah. Um, but then again, they I don't even know how how far this is going to be because they did say they're going to take a couple years off a couple after, years off after episode 9 after so. episode 9 because this so. is the end of the, the Skywalker mm-hmm. this will be the end and then we'll start anew with something oh boy new, which is exciting yeah I kind of want them to get a, like a fresh take just yeah. get, get in the world and do something new so um, any other Star Wars Kevin Feige Star Wars thoughts uh, what do you guys think I think it's a pretty good move I think it's yeah. a good move too um, I definitely like that they're giving him one movie to go to start off with, yeah. just to see. Um, but like, if he could, like you said, expand mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe, I think that'd be like sick. Yeah, because there's like a lot more than just the Skywalker. Yeah, there's so much. There's that that universe is so rich. There's so much that could be explored. So it'll be interesting to see what he yeah. decides to yeah. do. And that's kind of what we're gonna get a little bit with the Mandalorian. Yeah. So. Speaking of, yes, did you guys already sign up for Disney Plus? Yes, no, I did. did. Okay. Did you? No, but I also heard today that if you had signed up a while back, you could have gotten three years for like a hundred and fifty bucks. I think that was for D twenty three. Yeah, D twenty three. Yeah. I did since I signed up for like the 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 notice. I think it said you'll get like some. There was something I get for free. 
Yeah, it's but like, not three years something or not. Um, it was like a month or something or a week. You so, paid, how much did you pay for the first six something? Okay, you, I heard them doing the monthly because mm. you can do a year and it's seventy dollars. Yeah. I heard that if you like waited for like it longer, it's gonna go up in price. So oh, I yeah, see now. If you're gonna There's do that, you better do that now. Well, I'm already, okay. I'm all set. Okay, so I don't have to worry about let that. Let me bum off you. No, I'm kidding. Good. I guess we're gonna be really strict about that as well. Drop your information right now. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Yeah, November for that when I'll drop. November twelfth, right? Yeah, I think a, some another country has Disney Plus Sweden. already. Sweden. Sweden has it. They're so testing it. People have like taken screenshots and sent out like what it's uh, launching with, like what movies are on there, uh, different content, things like that. Yeah. Obviously, like I don't think any of the new shows are on there, like Mandalorian and whatnot. But I think a lot of the like previous no, MCU, yeah. Disney animated, are on there as of right now. That's yeah. Cool. So. Uh, I also heard <laughs> Go on. that uh, there are only going to be I think three Marvel movies to start. Really? Yes. Iron Man three. I think it's Iron Man, the the uh, first one, and Thor: Dark World. Wow! They're waiting on licensing for all the other ones. Licensing? I think that's what I heard on the radio today. Interesting. Yeah. So like, I Avengers think Paramount Endgame. still owns home rights to th- some of the original ones. Everything. So maybe that's from Avengers or, before or, Avengers. Before Avengers, but you so, named those three are all already on, or they're going to be on. Yeah. How come the first Iron Man is Paramount? Yeah, it's Paramount. So is uh, actually Thor: Dark World. No, no clue. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we haven't seen it's not them. Like, yeah, there's some I mean, intricacy, intricacies that we don't understand. So I'm a, I'm, I'm I'm there for the Mandalorian and Jeff Goldblum. That's the two things I'm there for day one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very excited. I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm very too. excited. Um, now, last bit of news I have. Um, is uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool for, um, I guess, nostalgia reasons. Um, I forgot that Ryan Reynolds has been attached to do a Clue movie, a remake of the original Clue. Um, very cool classic movie. Uh, if you Based on the board game. Based on the board game. One of the few uh, board game movies, I think might be the only one, but it's really good. It's, a very, it's like a cult classic movie. It's very well done. Um, but J- Jason Bateman has been uh, circulating to star and direct coming off his uh, Emmy win for directing Ozark. So, and I think Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, that's a great pair. I think you get the dry humor. I think they both kind of have that dry humor, and I think having them go off each other would be pretty funny. They have done a movie together. They have. They did uh, The Change Up. -up, So I think that would... I I didn't didn't see that movie. I didn't either. I feel like they would have been good together. Yeah. Now, if only they can get Vince Vaughn to jump in that. If Vince Vaughn would be in there, oh my God. (laughs) Kids, put it out there. Put it in the put it in the put it in the put universe. universe. I sent it out there already. You already did. Yeah. <laughs> right then and there, I said, "What if Vince Vaughn did it?" Oh my god. Let's hope that that would be the dream. That would be the dream. Bring back Jason Bateman and uh, Vince Vaughn. From what movie? Uh, Starsky and Hutch. I never watched they it. They were together. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's the villain, and Jason Bateman's like his like assistant. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Bringing all these people together. I know. Um, with. Jason Bateman winning an Emmy. Let's get into the Emmys since those the, were this past uh, Sunday. The unofficial Emmy podcast. Now we're back to the uh, Awards. award podcast. Um, so the Emmys were this past Sunday. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of surprises, a lot, a lot of, surprises, of, uh, a, lot of a lot of expected. Um, so where do you want to jump? Where do you just want to pick and choose? Brett? Oh, Brett. Yes, uh, I would just like to give you a heads up. 
Derek, that I did not watch the Emmys. I believe you told me. Okay, cool. Um, All right, just he, as long as he has that. he has some idea of who won because he didn't even see the list. Well, I have the list here. Yeah, oh, perfect. As well. So I can and either, I figured, yeah, I can either run through them or we can um, just jump around. I don't think you them. saw the ceremony either. I did. You're alone. It did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, Let's run through them. I'll just I'll just say real quick that the ceremony didn't have a host, much like the Oscars this right. year. And it was fine. Yeah. Uh, there was some really good bits. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Ike Barinholtz has had the best bit of the night, in my opinion. Mm. They came out um, wearing like thick black sunglasses, as if they they got out of like laser eyes surgery. Uh-huh. And then they presented best lead actor in a comedy series. Mm-hmm. And like as they were reading from the teleprompter, since they had just gotten surgery, they couldn't really see, so they kept like mispronouncing everything it was hilarious so if you could look that up i recommend it i'll have to look that up i only watched one clip <laughs> from the emmys um it was a clip of kim kardashian and kendall jenner presenting the best reality show and the audience laughing at them for calling their show unscripted and real and it was like the most awkward thing <laughs> yeah. they're laughing but you could tell it's like uh they're like it's like they didn't it wasn't like it was an awkward laugh and they yeah. just they both have this look on their face that like they were just pissed off, and that was funny. <laughs> All reality shows are scripted. Yeah, uh, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Do you really think like in their everyday life they're out here doing all this stuff? But anyways, go ahead. Go well, the funniest thing is like they definitely didn't write that. Yeah. So they for sure didn't. Yeah. But they probably believe but it. But they have to write. They have to read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Read that's it. hilarious. Um. So I'm gonna run down this list. Um. So at standing drama series, the winner was Game of Thrones. As and, expected. As expected. Woo! Um. I, I expected it to win because it was the last season, and I feel like it won. I, I told you, both of you, that I think it won for the overall series, not for the last season. And because it was the last, like, it was the end. So. I will say, yeah, if it was going to win anything, I felt like this was going to be the one yeah. thing it won. Like, in terms of just, like, technical stuff. Um, yeah, and most other shows, I don't think... The other nominees were Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose. Are you kidding Succession, me? Succession, and This Is Us. I'm sorry for Bodyguard. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I've been promoting that shit so hard. All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, and I'm just indifferent about this last yeah, season of Game of Thrones. So I'm indifferent, like, so it's fine. Any, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, we'll get back to. It. I think there's there's another one on here for them. Um, outstanding comedy series. Wait, this yeah. was a really pleasant surprise because a lot of people like I read a bunch of articles that said like that, like people like were like, oh, this is gonna win, blah blah, blah. Mm. and most of them had either Veep or Marvelous Mrs. Maisel winning that category. Mm. Uh, Veep because it was the last season and because it had won before and then Mrs. Maisel won uh, last year and this kind of snuck in mm. and I feel like I'm glad it did but Fleabag as w- we've talked about it in in the past and we really like this show mm. Fleabag won for best comedy series yeah this was actually was a surprise I um yeah there was a lot of competition I'd say this year yeah uh just to, you mentioned two of them but the others were Barry The Good Place uh, The Marvelous Miss Maisel uh, oh Russian God. Doll, Shit's Creek, and Veep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Veep usually seems to be the one that kind of yeah. sweeps every year. And Veep, the only reason it didn't win last year was because it wasn't in nominated because it, they took a year off. Mm-hmm. So 
um yeah. yeah it was just a lot of like good shows on here um very happy that one it definitely need got a lot of recognition and we'll see how much recognition it got in a, a little bit here um outstanding lead actress in a drama series um jodie comer for killing, killing eve, eve. I, I don't think any of us watched that show no. i think this was brandon, watched, brandon, brandon watched, watched the show it. he highly recommended it he really liked it uh, friend of the and podcast. that was created by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's all over. So, shout out, Brandon. Shout out, Brandon. Shout out to Brandon. Yeah. Um, so I think this was a surprise, I think to her, I don't know if she was expecting anyone, and oh, yeah. it was a lot of people, because I think a lot of people were expecting someone from, uh, well, I think Amelia Clark to win for yeah, Game of Thrones. I think that was she was who win. people thought was going to win. Um, the rest of them in this category, Amelia Clark, uh, Viola Davis uh, for How to, How to Get Away with Murder, Laura Lenny for Ozark, Mandy Moore for This Is Us, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, and Robin Wright for House of Cards. Anyways, um, Moving on. Directing for a drama series, as I previously mentioned, Jason Bateman won for Ozark. Yes. I think this is not a surprise. Jason Bateman had... Uh, there was a gif of reaction I saw. He would look he very was, surprised. He was the, I think he was the most surprised. He was the most surprised. Um, and I think that's awesome. I think he's definitely did more directing. Uh, he did the movie Bad Words, and I think he's been doing a lot on Ozark in terms of just, like, technical. And with him maybe doing the Clue movie, I think that's really cool for that him. Is, yeah. um, the rest of this was uh, Lisa Bruhlman for Killing Eve, uh, David Benioff, and D.B. Wise for Game of Thrones. Thank fucking God they didn't win. Specifically the episode The Iron Throne. The last, the, series episode, the last episode. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nope. At least give it for The Battle of Winterfell. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I mean, not like, not like give it to them, but like, right. but at like, least put that one in. Nah, you get the last episode. Jesus. I've been the only one they directed. That's I think me. that's the only one oh, they directed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, and that's why they submitted it. Adam McKay for Succession. David Nutter for Game of Thrones. The Last of the Starks. Uh, Dinah Reed for The Handmaid's Tale. And then Miguel Sapachik for also Game of Thrones, The Long Night. There is the episode. That's, that's the episode. episode. He that's was nominated. Not Battle for Winterfell. That was good. I um, thought that episode was like probably the best episode of the whole season. That was definitely the that was of the best of the season, and then after that episode, that's when it really that's when it went downhill. Went downhill like, from that point. Don't get me wrong; like I was pretty bummed that the Night King took like five point five seconds to kill. Yeah, but that scene still killer. Yeah, it's it's great. It's like Arya Stark comes out of nowhere. And then drops the knife to it. Oh, yeah, so cool. Badass. That's a cool moment. Yeah. And then the rest of the season. And then the rest, yeah. Um, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Uh, this was, this I don't know if this one had a front runner, but uh, Billy Porter for Pose won. Yeah. You watched Pose, right? I saw, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen a few episodes. How is he on it? He's really good. Is he really good? But he's he's really good in general. Okay. But uh, this, is, this was a historic one. It's the first uh, openly... Gay black. I man saw that. that yeah, has won in that in this category. That's so. big. That's a huge thing. And yeah. so, his competition: uh, Jason Baseman, Jason Bateman for Ozark, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us, Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Milo Ventimiglia for This Is Us. You know, you can I get nominated for yeah. saying two lines of dialogue most of the season. Yeah, yeah, it should have been Richard Madden, but it's cool. That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, it should have been, but. What were you saying, Dan? You I saying? think Sterling K. Brown won last year, so I think... I think so, yeah. Because I remember his speech yeah. from last year. Um, so I think he was, if anything, maybe he would have been the front runner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, outstanding Sporting Actress in the Drama Series uh, was Julia yeah. Garner for Ozark. So Ozark could come in here with some a couple wins. Huh. Uh, don't watch the show. Do you guys watch Ozark? Do you watch you watched I, it? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. What? How was it? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was pretty good. 
Um, but like, I feel like it kind of just carried on, and I was like, okay. How far did you get? Like, maybe half the first season. Okay. It seems like maybe it improved the second season, possibly. It maybe. seems like it's getting a lot of no- yeah. uh, recognition this for this last season. But everyone said that the first season was really good, so, yeah. I mean. My parents maybe liked the show a Maybe just a slow burn. Maybe. Maybe. I'm surprised. I, I've been wanting to watch it because I just love Jason Bateman, so. Oh, do you just, like, not have time to watch anything? Uh, you have time, but you have time to watch a show that came out last week. Well, yes, I do. Yeah. Okay, that's you too. Uh writing for a drama series. Uh, winner was Jesse Armstrong for Succession. Dude, I have no idea who the fuck these people are. A lot of these people are not gonna know uh, this. Um, but I just, actually, when I found the show a little bit more later, but I started watching Succession after oh, okay. kind of getting all the awards i've been wanting to watch it for a while i just haven't got to it i have a, like a it's a long list of shows i want to watch so i just yeah. gotta pick and choose when i want um but it's been really good so far and i'll i'll talk about it more when we get to the tv stuff but the rest of the category uh david benioff and db wise for game of thrones uh emerald Fennell for killing eve peter gould and thomas schnoz for better call saul jed mercurio for the bodyguard bruce miller and kira snyder for the handmaid's tale I, I can't help but laugh every time I read their names for uh, David Benioff. <laughs> <laughs> um, that shit was terrible. Yeah, terrible. and they're gonna do three Star Wars movies now. So <sighs> hope and pray for that one. Uh, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Uh, this Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage won. I can. I, and I, I'd say he was one of the better parts of the he season. Was, yeah. His character still did some dumb things, but it declined. Yeah, he is still, but he's still a good actor. Great so actor. I'm glad he, I'm glad he won. Yeah, but I want to know whose competition was. So his competition was Alfie Allen, uh, Jonathan Banks, Nicolaj Coster Waldu, Jean Carlo Esposito, Michael Kelly from House of Cards, and Chris Sullivan from This Is Us. And Jean Carlo was from Better Call Saul. Theon Greyjoy was nominated. Theon Greyjoy. I think he submitted himself for this. Did <laughs> he? I think so. Fuck ballsy. Yeah, I mean Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, yeah, she submitted she herself too. Yeah. yeah. She did for the... I forgot. I didn't even mean the rest. For the sporting actress, she was up... Uh, Julia was up against Gwendolyn Christie, Lena Hetty, Fiona Shaw, Sophie Turner, Maisie Williams. A lot of Game of Thrones in that one. A so lot of, yeah. That was the minority to win. Um, Jesus. Now, I'm not going to... I'm just going to run through these next ones. Um, Variety Talk Show, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver won. Uh, director for Variety Series, uh, Don Roy King for SNL. Uh, sketch Series, SNL won. SNL always wins, um, typically. Writing for a variety series, uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. I'm still bummed that uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson to get nominated because it, it was definitely uh, worth getting nominated. It was really well done. Um, outstanding limited series is Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. Did you ever finish Chernobyl? I know yes. you were. You did. Yes, comrade. <laughs> uh, I did. It was actually really great. I would like to go and watch that as well. That's yeah. another one that's on the list. <laughs> Um, and it's really good. The other ones on here were Escape at Danamora, Fosse Verdon, Sharp Objects, When They See Us. And I've heard a lot about When They See Us too. Yeah. Um, that was a Netflix one from, yeah. what's her name? She did a... Ava DuVernay. That's her name. Yes. I also heard a lot about Escape from Danamora. Yeah. That was the Ben Stiller one, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know where to fucking find it. Showtime. I, huh? Oh, well, yeah. okay. Well, All right. There we go. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Uh, Michelle Williams for Bossy Burton, and I think you weren't you saying that she had a good chance of winning? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, she she was a, she was great in this show, so I'm glad she won. So now there's a little controversy in this category for you, uh, Amy Adams. She's has she's she's been nominated a lot, but she hasn't won, no, correct? Yeah. 
And she was great in Sharp Objects. I think what worked against her was that Sharp Objects came out last year, like last July. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe she wasn't... I don't know if the voters get to rewatch stuff or... Because they probably get screeners. Right. I don't know. But Michelle Williams was fantastic in Fosse Verdon. So it was... was, it was a toss-up, so... Does Amy Adams, like, yeah. never win? Usually. She's won Golden Globes. She's won Golden Globes, yeah. but... If she's you, like, never won an Oscar? She's never, never won, won an Oscar. She's been nominated six times. Yeah. yeah. She's, uh, she's on the, on the Leonardo female, DiCaprio Female path. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah. Eventually. I hope she she's got to crawl into a buffalo to... I know. <laughs> get the Oscar. a bear. Was uh, it a bear? Yeah, it was a bear. It, it was yeah, a bear. it was a bear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, outstanding TV movie. This one I was surprised. Uh, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch won. And I don't know if it won just because it was... Ridiculous. Like, just like a different concept. I don't even know how you could... That That's exactly why it won. It has to be. It has to be that because it's really hard to grade a movie that would have to be a, a different experience for each person. You know? Right. It's like this, the storytelling of the movie is different. That, that you might get a good ending. I might get a bad ending. So yeah. I, or... Something might be different. Maybe it's just how it was presented and how it was done. It like purely has to be inter- the interactive. Yeah. I would assume. That had to be a big part of it. Um, I was pretty disappointed with that. The rest, other TV movies were Brexit, Deadwood the movie, King Lear, and My Dinner with Hervé. Okay, you know what? Maybe it did have a really Maybe solid it had chance. A good, a good chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not familiar. Only with the Deadwood. That's about oh, it. God. The King Lear movie got really good. Like I've heard really good things about it, but okay. I didn't see it. That was on Amazon. Um, outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie was uh, Gerald Jerome from When They See Us. I heard this was a huge thing. Huge yeah. win. Um, I know she brought the actual uh, the five. The five. They with exonerated her. five. They exonerated yeah. five with her to the to the Emmys. Yeah. Um, writing for a limited series, uh, Craig Mazin for Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, Shout out. Outstanding supporting actor in a limited series was Ben Winshaw, Winshaw for uh, a very English scandal. He won the Golden Globe too. So. Uh, nope. Directing for a limited series was a uh, Johan Renk for Chernobyl. Shout out! Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, a outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or movie was Patricia Arquette for the actor. Her she's phenomenal yeah, on this. Yeah, that's what I heard. Competition program: RuPaul's Drag Race won. Oh, comedy's all the way down here. Okay, here we lead <laughs> actress in a comedy series. Uh, Daniel, go. a shocker, uh, not an underdog, an upset, <laughs> but Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag won. Uh, everyone literally like every publication I read everyone said Julia Louis-Dreyfus was gonna win this like I feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridge was in like the bottom of everyone's list like I don't because Julia Louis-Dreyfus has won so many times for this role um, I think every time she was nominated she won if I'm not mistaken but yeah uh, huge upset and like even Phoebe Waller-Bridge was like so shocked and when she got up to the stage to give her speech she was like what the hell like she was like well like what like like she couldn't even believe that she had she's just she just seems like herself like yeah. in the show and yeah. in her life um but so, she had tough competition tough uh, competition uh because everyone was like if julia louis dreyfus is not gonna win it's gonna be rachel brosnahan so yeah it was uh yeah those two uh christina applegate natasha leone and Catherine o'hara yeah um lead actor was Bill Hader for Barry. Oh. As he deserved. Uh, he did. Phenomenal. Totally yeah. deserved. The show, the second season was just fantastic. As oh, we've yeah. said on the podcast. Uh, million times. Million times. Still recommend it. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Surprised Daniel watched it, honestly. Yeah. I got my dad to watch it. I liked it started watching before you started watching it. So. I know, but I'm shocked that you watched so it. Because I was the first. I was the first one. So I'll take that. 
Um, but yeah, definitely he won last year as well. Yeah. Um, his competition, he had Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle, uh, Ted Danson, Michael Douglas, and Eugene Levy up against. So I feel like he was, I think he was the front runner yeah. for this yeah. category. That, so that doesn't really sound like a competition. Well, I'd say his closest may have been maybe Eugene Levy. Maybe Eugene Levy for that Shits show, Creek, by the way, Shits Creek. Hilarious. I know. My sister was watching. Are you watching it? Yes. When did you start watching, watching it? Too. Like two, three weeks ago. Oh. How far into it are you? Like, I'm still in the first season, but, like... It's hilarious. His yeah. son? Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara really is good. fucking fantastic. Who's that? The mom. Oh, she kind of annoys me, but, yeah. She's Moira, fantastic. David. She, that's how she talks. Oh, David. David. <laughs> Alexis. It's really... I Honestly, like, I, I feel like his son should be nominated. because yeah, And they created good. that show together. I know. Yeah. The show... Also on my list. It's you just a watch it. It's an easy watch. It's 20 minute episodes. So. It is. Eventually, uh, we'll check it out. Uh, the next one, director and writing for a comedy series. I'm just going to knock them two out. Harry Bradbeer for Fleabag and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag, directing, writing, respectively. So it, I will say the, yeah, that competition, that those two categories were like tougher because that Ronnie Lilly episode was nominated for both of those categories. And I was like, fuck, like, this is... I could have. It was a toss-up, honestly. What episode the, specifically for Fle- for Fleabag? Then? Episode one of of season two. That's the one where her sister has like a miscarriage. In the yes. Restroom? Yeah. That was really good. Fuck, that's that was episode. That's really good episode yeah. two. Yeah. And that's when she punches Martin. Yeah. I honestly think that Ronnie Lilly is better for me. I love them both, but I think Ronnie, Ronnie Lilly. Dude, Ronnie Lilly is fantastic. Oh, it's such fantastic. a such a well well done episode, yeah. and I can't that wait. Little girl. That little girl was fantastic. <laughs> Did you they hear how they like find how they found her? No. They like it's just a whole like family of like stunt people. Okay. And they just like he just came upon them and Bill Hader's like, yeah, I need you to do this and that. And they're just like, oh, I did it the other day. That's fine. And they're just like, <laughs> Bill Hader's like, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I heard that they had to like plant that. Didn't you say that they had to plant that tree there? Yeah, I think so. The, the, tree. the like tree that she like climbed to get onto the house. I, I like, think so. They I, had just like put that there like the day before or something like that. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. All right. So the last two categories. Um. Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Uh. With Alex Bornstein for the marvelous Miss Maisel. So she's great oh, on that show. Great. Yeah. Uh, her competition: Anna Chomsky, Cian Clifford, Olivia Coleman, Betty Gilpin, Sarah Goldberg, Marion Hinkle, and Kate McKinnon. Jesus. That, uh, was a, that was a crowded category. <laughs> and this last one saddens me. Uh, it's Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. Um, and I, I do like Tony Shalhoub. He won for Marvelous Miss Maisel, but my boy, our boy, Anthony Kerrigan. No, Hank. Was he nominated? He was he nominated. Was, oh, God. Yeah, he was on here. Henry Winkler was nominated too, and he won last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so was uh, Stephen Root. Stephen Root, Henry Winkler, and Anthony Kerrigan were all nominated. It's saying Stephen Root for B, but I'm assuming it means... Barry. No, it's Barry for sure. Yeah, and then Tony Hale and Alan Arkin were also nominated. But I'm Tony Shul was really good on the show. But I really, I hope Anthony Kerrigan gets his win. He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's uh, the whole cast is phenomenal. But I really hope that he yeah. he can get it. And that's it. That's I mean that's all the big categories. There was yes. the smaller, the like, smaller, the technical, uh, creative, technical yeah. ones they did over the weekend. I know Fleabag won six overall i'm not sure what other categories of one and i think but, game of thrones one yeah. more there as yeah, well he, it had already like going into the main ceremony like it had already won like 10 or 11 so and i'm thinking it's all the, the technical yeah so which yeah. i mean it kind of deserves. yeah the technical categories it definitely deserves what do you guys think about who won who didn't win um thoughts i think you've expressed 
we've oh, yeah. um, Twitter into us yeah. about how much you're excited for Flea. I think we're all I'm very excited. That I'm just very died. excited that that they gave it the recognition because Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been so, like, still, what's the word? Um, like she's she's said so steadfast about like mm-hmm. this is this is the end of the sh- of the show. Yeah. This is the end of the show, and winning this like people are like this this maybe want to want you like gonna want you to make like does this make you want to make more of this show and she's like no this actually feels like the perfect like end mm. to the show like like winning these awards and everything so yeah. but she did get a, a, a deal with amazon a 20, I saw that. 20 million dollar deal and she's gonna make content for them so yeah whether this is not the last we're gonna see of her whether it's so. bag or something new yeah so mm-hmm. very excited uh glad bill hater won um, they presented together and they have really good chemistry together. They're really I saw funny. that clip too. They're really, yeah. really funny. So um, someone cast them together in something, please. <laughs> I wish Barry got some more wins. I really do love Barry a lot. It's becoming one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, Brett, any thoughts on what? Not really. Do you think uh, you probably wish Bodyguard got more recognition? Uh, I mean, yeah, but didn't they get more recognition last year? They did. Richard Madden. Well, won at, the, last year. at the Golden at Globes. The Golden Globes. Because this was the first season that they got nominated, so yeah, or the first mm. time I got nominated at the Emmys. Because so. mm. there's only one season, right? Yeah, there's only yeah. one. And the final thing is, was there anything that didn't get nominated that you wish did? Like, did there's anything that didn't make it in? Uh, Andrew Scott. I wish he would have gotten nominated for Fleabag as supporting. Yeah. Um, I think mine was. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson for that sketch show. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other stuff, but. I thought I can think of off the top of my head. Brett? And no shocker here, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Madden. Yeah, he definitely would have. I think he would have been the front runner. And a lot of, category. like, I saw a little bit of the red carpet, like, before the awards. And a lot of the comment, the presenter, the person was, like, really appalled that Richard Madden wasn't nominated. So you're not alone in that. He's great. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's so good. Just that first episode alone. When he, that first, first 20 minutes, or the first, like, 10 minutes of that episode. Fucking The first episode, tense. Just for that scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the Emmys. Uh, I think our next show, our show is the Golden Globes, right? Is there the next one? big one, yes. Next big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of awards, uh, recently, um, before we get into our movie reviews, is that okay? Uh, before we get into our movie reviews, uh, Brad Pitt says that he will not campaign. Yes, to be nominated for any Oscars. Or any awards for either performance. Uh, do you say why? Uh, he says it's more about the art for him now. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. But you deserve him. He does deserve he it. Does, for Once Upon a Time Hollywood, especially. Oh, yeah. And yeah. for maybe Ad Astra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think definitely uh, more Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean... Uh, you, this for segue purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to go to movie or should we keep doing TV since we're doing... Well, I already brought up the Ad Astra, okay. so I want to go ahead and just segue to that. To what, Bra- is, what a segue. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. Have you ever been on a segue and then someone else's segue crashes into you? Because that's just what happened. That's what exactly <laughs> happened. I then tried to create another segue. Yeah, and then you... Yeah. And then you jumped over it with your segue. I had a joke. I wanted to throw yeah, it in it's there. All right. so. it's, it's all right. It's all right. So Ad Astra. <laughs> we watched that last week. Um, and Ad Astra is a space um, drama starring Brad Pitt where he is tasked with a mission to track down his father who went rogue on a mission in the, like a deep reaches of space and who's 
ship is supposedly sending out signals that's causing blackouts, which is leading to like a lot of deaths. Um, that's like the basic plot. Um, what did you what do you guys think? What was your overall thoughts? I don't know if we really discussed after the movie. Uh, I really liked it. Um, it was the visuals were amazing. Like I, I really the cinematography was really really good, and it had, it was like more more of a slow burn movie than I anticipated, but mm. in a good way. Yeah, it was more of like a character study, like a psychological mm. drama. But yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Right, right. I too enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I really liked the um cinematography, mm. but I also thought it was kind of weird, but in like in a kind of good way. Yeah. Uh, and weird in the sense of like, I don't know, like it was just like he traveled all that way to see his dad and like, that was it. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, like that kind of was like a short thing. Yeah. And the monkeys. That scene was crazy. That, that scene, scene was, cra- was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. But at the same time, like I was like just sitting there. I was like, damn, if you had just only listened. Yeah. To Brad Pitt, you wouldn't be in this situation. But, I mean... And, I mean, yeah. Like, I also wish that they gave us the message that his dad responded back with. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the message I wanted to hear, like, bad. Yeah. But, I mean, like, whatever, you know? I really liked it as well. I actually... I enjoyed it a lot. It definitely had this, um... uh, Apocalypse Now um, kind of feel to it, just, like, on this journey to, like, find his dad or just on the... um, on this quest and the cinematography as you both said is it's beautiful it's there's a lot of like breathtaking shots of like the space yeah. and just the, the lighting is that's used and just like the placement of everything a lot of like patterns and things like that um i think i liked even more was the sound like the sound yeah, the design sound, yeah um I, yeah that was a really good it's aspect too. done a really it did a really good job of messing with no audio like no sound to like the sound in space like what you could and couldn't hear I think that was really uniquely done in the, the chase sequence on the moon. Oh, okay. Which was super cool. Yeah. Where yeah. it's just kind of like, it's like this tense scene, Space but it's pirates. absolutely <laughs> no sound to it. So it's like, you hear like these like pews and like very faint noises. And then there's this like big moment where they spin off. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I like jumped back when that dude got shot. Oh yeah. That was helmet. crazy. Yeah. That was, was crazy, really crazy. Yeah. Um, and I think it is a slow, it's a slow burn of a movie, but I kind of, when I heard the reviews kind of described apocalypse now, I kind of like, mentally prepared for myself yeah, yeah apocalypse now is a longer version of this movie and <laughs> um i really like that one and i actually enjoy this one a lot too and i think the emotional journey he goes through is definitely worth yeah. the movie i think especially in that scene with his dad oh and, just, and his dad is just telling him like I, I didn't love you or i didn't care for you that's why i left like, yeah he's like and he's at the one's here that rolls down yeah. his face fuck. and that's just like heartbreaking it's i'm like so fuck man what about the like scene where like he's in the spaceship for eighty days by himself? Oh, that was a crazy oh, yeah. sequence. And he was going crazy. He was going crazy. Yeah, they had like the different like his like flashbacks and just like the uh, audio stuff. And it yeah, was, like, that was that, crazy. That was a really good scene. Yeah. Um, and him, his performance is like really subtle, but as Very subtle, the emotional yeah. aspects gets put into him, it's kind of morphing into like a more like like he's getting like these like raging emotions. He's feeling like mad. He's being upset. He's sad. He's kind of like wrestling with a bunch of different things. And yeah. I think that final confrontation with his dad kind of like hits the hammer on the head. And then it's just that final scene with him and is just heartbreaking too. Damn, um, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. 
Um, and the sporting cast is like, it, I'd say they're just kind of there. They don't really do much for the movie. No. Like maybe Tom Lee Jones has like the biggest aspect. Like Liv Tyler is just kind of like an emotional type of like, yeah. he looks back to like Donald Sutherland as well. Um, <laughs> who's barely in it. Uh, I did notice on the cast list that Jamie Kennedy is in this movie. Malibu's most wanted. Did you find him? So mass. He it said his name, but I don't know who that they character is cut in the movie. Him, cut him off. It said he's on in Mars. Oh really? He was somewhere on Mars. So I wonder which one he was. Possibly we'll watch it. I really want to watch it in like a Dolby Cinema or something because I really want really for the, the audio. audio. I want to watch it again because I really like the kind of remind me of like Interstellar. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much I it. I recommend. I would yeah, recommend. The movie. We recommend. Yeah. Um. It's you were gonna mention something about it. That you told oh yeah, yeah. So I did notice. I want to check. Let me pull up the score real quick. So there's been a lot of discussion about this movie between critics and audiences. Um, there's been a, like a kind of disagreement. Uh, uh, the classic. Yeah, you gotta love that. Um, so let me pull that up real quick. So here is the score. Uh, for listening, it's an 83 percent on Rotten Tomatoes for and critics. What, for critics, and what that means is it doesn't mean that every review is a 10 out of 10. That means that. People have liked it enough to give it a positive score, meaning that's at least a six or above out of ten. The audience, though, forty-two percent. So most of the people who watch this movie don't like it for I whatever reason. Why. Which I can see why. Yeah. It's definitely not like a movie for everyone. It's definitely a slower kind of like thought-provoking film that's not maybe the and a lot of the average moviegoer doesn't respond well to those types yeah. of movies and it's it's not a lot of people just want that popcorn flick where they for this kind of movie they probably respect it yeah like something spacey they're they're like all like action action, space action yeah. but this yeah. is more of like a 2001 space odyssey yeah, kind it's of more thing. of a character study so mm-hmm. and i mean what do you guys think about that uh i mean you kind of mentioned but did you have any thoughts about like this kind of like disagreement i mean there's no one no one's really wrong in this situation i just no, thought it was no. interesting i was there's been come some critics who came out and like talked about it. I think there's one person who was kind of like, kind of making the critics sound like elitists in a way. But then someone tweeted that like, oh, you know, that's why I got that. That I kind of reminds people like when you see these Rotten Tomatoes score, it doesn't necessarily when you see like a ninety five percent. Bear in mind that while it has that highest score, that doesn't necessarily mean that every review loved it. It means that like there was enough. They had a positive enough score for it to get that. They liked it enough. Doesn't necessarily mean that every person loved it. So I think people sometimes put this score to a higher pedigree than it actually is. And it's definitely nice to reference it, but you should also always just take in with your own thought what you what the movie. So that was that was all I wanted to add. I don't know if you guys had anything you want to add, touch on that. No. Um, no I mean really. it's just kinda like you go to the movie theater expecting one thing and like you get another. Yeah. That's pretty much like all that That's, is. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's yeah, pretty much yeah. it. I mean there's nothing else to really say about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll have a similar discussion when Joker comes out because I think that's oh, already yeah. getting... That's going to be very polar. We're a week away sh- as of recording. As of recording. And there's been a lot of... Actually, I wanted to bring this up. I forgot this. The, so the, the theater chain in Aurora has put on a policy of no one can see the movie by yourself. You have to be with someone. You are not allowed... To be a single, the same, the the same, the movie theater. Pretty right? sure it's the same theater, or at least in the city. The Cinemark. Some it's, it's either it's a century. Yeah. yeah, either the chain or somewhere in the city. They're making a rule that you have to have someone with you when you see the movie. You cannot go to that movie by yourself, in the fear that it's going to inspire people to do something because of the subject matter of the movie. 
that's so I just thought that was interesting. It's kind of crazy that this movie has gotten this much kind of like backlash, backlash and it's not even out yet. It's not even backlash. It's, it's not even backlash. It's just it's like just... people are like, I guess we'll know. Unfortunately, we won't talk about it on the podcast for two weeks. Two weeks. Um, uh, we won't, yeah, we will not seen it by next week, but it'll be interesting when we do discuss it because it's going to probably be a huge thing as of when it does come out because it's just yeah. going to be the reactions from like a normal viewing audience. Um, which we've kind of mentioned here and there. It's still like, it's, it's still rated very highly, but there's a lot of people who are just kind of like worried about going I think this. what I heard is that people are worried that it's humanizing like a psychopath. So... That's what they're afraid of, and that, that, that people are gonna feel sympathetic towards. And it's yeah, it's just like this isn't the first piece of media that has done something like yeah, this. No. And I mean the, and with this just just the Joker character specifically, the comics, TV, there's been all sorts of platforms where they kind of uh, portray him, and he's not really. It's probably just because he's also like a. I don't know. It's just like he's portrayed in like he's very psychotic in the comics. He's he's done darker things in the comics and the movie, other stuff. I think just because this had the bigger this has the big name on it now, it's a bigger viewer viewer audience now rather than just the comics. So I think it's just yeah. being a lot more talked about. I know a lot of people brought up Taxi Driver as and it's a very similar kind of scenario where it's like he's kind of like not a great person either, and he's kind of um, glamorized. glamorized in a sense in that movie too. So. Well, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how this movie kind of hits. Um, but that's all. I just wanted to bring that up and just kind of yeah. mention with you guys to see if you all, all started about it. Um, but the lighten things up a little bit with another movie review. Uh, me and Daniel saw a movie yesterday. Daniel, what did we see? We saw The Peanut Butter Falcon. What is it, Daniel? Uh, it's a... Uh, it's like, it like a dramedy. <laughs> it's a dramedy. I would say it's, it's a dramedy. It's a dramedy. I just dramedy. couldn't find the right one. Wait a, yeah. It's a dramedy. It's kind of like a buddy, mm. like journey movie, mm. um, with Shia LaBeouf, uh, Dakota Johnson, and Zach Gottsagen. Zach Gottsagen is the yeah, main character. The main character, mm. and he plays a character named Zach. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a twenty-two-year-old man with Down syndrome mm -hmm. who lives in a retirement home because that's where the state put him, mm -hmm. and he dreams of becoming a pro wrestler and meeting his idol who's this wrestler called saltwater redneck mm -hmm. and he's played by a uh, Thomas Thomas church, church. Mm -hmm. um and he manages to escape the retirement home and uh, along his journey he bumps into shia labeouf who's also running away mm -hmm. uh he has his own demons he's dealing with and they form an unlikely pair and i really enjoyed this movie i from yeah. the trailers, I kind of had a feeling I, I was going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's you know, it's kind of like a quirky yeah. uh, buddy movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, what we were saying yesterday after we saw it is that this movie wouldn't have worked as well as it did if, if uh, Shia LaBeouf and Zach didn't have the chemistry that they have. It's a very yeah. genuine, like, friendship they have very, in the movie, and it's yeah. very believable. Like... They connect very well, and the way they interact on screen is like really like heartwarming. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing that it was like the movie was very heartfelt, yeah. and I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it definitely felt like a modern like Mark Twain kind yes. of feel, like a Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn. Um, those two, Zach and Shia LaBeouf, are fantastic. fantastic they definitely yeah. are 
the core of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's so it's the movie goes by so quick. It's yes. it's very entertaining. It's very entertaining. Um, it has a lot of like smaller supporting roles like Dakota Johnson, Thomas Hayden Church, uh, John Bernthal is in it as mm-hmm. well. John Hawks, John Hawks, Bruce Dern. Um, at the point when they get to see Thomas Hayden Church, there's um, actual ref- wrestlers in the movie, which oh. I didn't know until after looking here. One of them being, I don't know if either of you know wrestlers, but Mick Foley. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he's the referee in the in the movie, and then Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh hell yeah! Is in the movie who's he who he wrestles. Oh nice. So yeah. they had I didn't I didn't realize. No, we didn't know. So you... I heard the names, but I couldn't I wouldn't be able to look at them and point them out basically. Mm. Um, so what you might have been able to if you saw it. Oh hell yeah! Um, but it's definitely um, really good. It's I'm surprised it's still in theaters. Yeah. It, so it's, it's we've been playing it for a, or it's been playing for a bit. It's kind of been like a consistently. I think like. Doing well, so yeah. it's why it's still so. In theaters. I mean, if it's in theaters, I would check it out. So yeah, check um, it out. definitely worth a watch. Um, I did read something that uh, I found very interesting was that the directors, who I think also wrote it, met Zach at like an event or something, mm. and he expressed his desire to be a in a movie. Okay. So they wrote the movie for him. That's awesome. And so that he could be in a movie. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I hope. This movie gets some kind of recognition later on. I think it definitely yeah. deserves it. I think it's fairly well done in all aspects. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. all. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, Brett, did you have any? I can't uh, believe they got Jake the motherfucking snake. <laughs> Jake the snake. That dude's been on cocaine like every single day of his life. Honestly, I wouldn't. I, if he was on cocaine in the movie, I'd probably be surprised. Yeah. He, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure during some shows of like wrestling, he was like on cocaine and like his character, even back in the day, like, Held a fucking like a live snake. I think I saw something like that, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a guy on cocaine <laughs> holding a fucking cobra at you? I wish. Jesus. And Mick Foley is like this like badass who's like unbreakable. Really? really. Yeah, he like. <sighs> Alright, so there's this like one match. <laughs> it's called like uh, Hell in the. Hell in the Cell? Hell in the Cell? Yeah, Hell in the Cell. And it's like this huge, like, cage that goes over the whole ring. Uh-huh. And, like, he's, like, on top with, like, The Undertaker. And, like, he gets, like, taken. Mm-hmm. And he just gets fucking thrown off. Like, from the top of this oh, shit. shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, shit. It's crazy that that guy's, like, still alive. He's just <laughs> Yeah. He's just reffing. He's got, like, so many tacks, like, pushed into his head and, like, his arms oh, and his body. Yeah, dude. What they do is fucking crazy. I would never do it, but, yeah. That's crazy. All right. Yeah. Brett, did you happen to see any movies uh, besides that Astro? Besides that Astro? Um, do you want to talk about? No, I have not. Um, before we get to TV, I did I want to just quickly review two movies that you boys have been recommending that I watch. Uh, one you both recommended, one that Brett just recommended. Uh, I watched Midnight in Paris and Uncle Buck. Ah. Uh, Midnight in Paris was, was good. I liked it. Um, I definitely had some good performances from like um, Corey Stoll as like Ernest Hemingway. He was really good. Uh, Tom Hilston and Fiona was her name. Um, Allison Pill is uh, F. Scott and Zelda. Yeah. Um, Owen Wilson was was really good in it too. It was a good script. It was really funny. It's um, really well written. Yeah. I hated Rachel McAdams' character. Oh, yes. So much. Yes. I, She's a that bitch. bitch. That bitch. She, she didn't get what she deserved in the end. Still, yeah. I'm not happy about that. And Uncle Buck, a classic John Candy film, and it's just pure John Candy, John Hughes. Uh, it's just a heartwarming, fun. Yeah. All the above. Loved it. Very, very good. Really I'm fun. glad you liked it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the two movies I watched additionally. And then we got some new TV shows that I think some of us watched. Danny, you finished. I finished show. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I had two episodes left uh, last time we recorded. 
I finished it. Uh, it's really, really good series. Uh, I highly recommend it. Like, you guys should check it out. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to keep watching it. But it, it's really, really interesting how it becomes like it starts as one thing and then becomes a different thing. It comes like a like a like a, like a crime show, but mm -hmm. it's also like like a trauma, like a, a, a study on trauma and like assault and all that it's it's really good it's really well acted like the three main uh characters who are caitlin dever tony collette and merritt weaver they're they're fantastic in their mm -hmm. respective roles uh tony collette and merritt weaver have fantastic chemistry mm -hmm. i hope they do they work again together because they're really really good together but i think my biggest takeaway from the show was definitely merritt weaver mm -hmm. uh I love Toni Collette, and I knew she was going to be great, but Merritt Weaver just blew me away. Mm. Like, she has some some really, really, really um, hard, like, emotional scenes in the show, and she's, like, her acting's so subtle. Mm. Like, it's really, really good. And the ending was really emotional, but really good. I really recommend it. I hope I hope this show gets some more recognition. I hope we see it next year in, in the Emmys, because it definitely deserves it. Probably. Yeah. And it's a limited series, so it's just, you know, eight episodes and... Watch it's it done. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll totally get there when I'm not busy. Brett, did you have any shows that you watched? I started watching Glow. That's right, you told yes. me. Yes. Yeah. How'd you like it? Um, so at first I was like, oh, this is really funny. Mark Maron's really hilarious. Yeah. Uh, after a while, uh, Allison Brie, um, yeah. Zoya the Destroyer. Zoya the Destroyer. Zoya the Destroyer. It's starting to kind of get a fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that's very much your personality. Like bad, like so bad that I like don't know why I'm still putting up with it, but like I'm still putting up with it. How far are you? Uh I'm literally only at the I'm like season. at the end of the first season toward the okay. end. She gets better. Yeah, she gets Oh no no, I'm on the second season. Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah. But I think through the second season she improves her character. Yeah. I think because just because what she does in the first season is already like Yeah. The first season was good. Yeah. Yeah. The second season's kind of a little rough, per se. I, I the think beginning. I like season two more, if I remember oh, correctly. It's getting rough for me. <laughs> I really like season three. Season I three, I think, favorite. is my favorite too. I think I like have like a low tolerance for uh, like annoying characters. Yeah. That like just bug like every five seconds. I'm a big fan of uh, what's his name? Besides Mark Maron. Um, oh, um, Chris Lowell. Bash? Bash. Bash. Yeah. Bash. I love Bash. Yeah. yeah. There's some real wrestlers in that show too, by the way. There Did are. You know that? I didn't know that. Okay. In the first season, mm -hmm. um, Machu Picchu's uh, brothers. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. They're actual. I don't remember who they were, but I know they were actual okay, wrestlers. Okay, yes. There's one scene that probably went like right over your guys' heads, but... Probably. Yeah. So there's this... He's the smaller brother. Okay. His name was uh, Carlito in... Uh, the WWE, and his whole thing was that he would eat an apple and he'd spit it in your face. So when he comes out of the house, he's like flipping an apple in his hand. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, is that no only two right? Were there yeah. others? Okay. They reference other wrestlers just from like. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah. So you're are you gonna try to finish through? Uh yeah, I'm gonna try, um, but. Kind of uh, stressing me here, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the only show I've kind of watched. All right, yeah. Well, I have uh, I have two shows. Um, one I finished, one I have started. Um, the first one was Disenchantment, which came out last Friday, and that was the Matt Groening show. Um, 
who did The Simpsons, he did Futurama. Um, for Netflix, it's a fantasy comedy um, that's just kind of like a princess who just not really like a princess type and she has her friend who's an elf and a friend who's like a demon and they just kind of get into like misadventures on this who, quest who voices her it's uh, uh abby jacobson from broad city from broad right? city okay, uh the, yeah. de- the demons voiced by eric andre and her elf friend is uh nat faxon um nice. and he's really they're all it's a really good guy i really like eric andre uh he's really funny and the, the whole cast is good it has a lot of the voices from like futurama and the simpsons so you'll recognize like a lot of the voices like one of the characters is um does the voice of Ralph Wiggum and he sounds very much like Ralph and I think that's probably why I think he's very funny. Oh. <laughs> um, and then like John John DiMaggio who did like Bender he voices like the king and he's he's really good too. Nice. Um, the, the second season it picks up there's it does this has actually a story that falls rather than just being like one-off episodes um, and it continues on from there and there's some good jokes in there I don't think it was as good as this first part I guess it's two parts of one season I think the first part was funnier I think this one does more story stuff but it also leaves a lot of like open story holes a lot of holes in it uh, hopefully they'll finish like telling them the next season but it isn't gonna get another season at least but i think it's still really funny it's kind of plays with like a lot of the uh the like tropes. the tropes of like medieval stuff and it kind of puts some like modern flares onto it with this season especially um if you like futurama i think people who like futurama or the simpsons would be a fan of the show and it's also a quick binge since they're only like 20 minute episodes and they're in, there's now 20 episodes so that was it on that um, the other show I started watching, which I mentioned, was Succession, which is on HBO, and uh, I was kind of surprised by that show because I didn't expect it to be as funny as it is. It's actually a really funny. It's a really sharp, witty script. Um, it had. It's about um, Brian Cox's family. Um, I don't remember the family's name, but they have like this huge conglomerate. conglomeration. Mm-hmm. Which is like a Disney esque kind of company, which is like theme parks and just is this huge company. And he's like on his like kind of like near the end of his kind of like career, or he, so he thinks. Um, and he has four children from I think two marriages, um, who are all wanting to like do different aspects of the company. Well, some who have different interests than others. Um, the kids are played by Alan Ruck, who you may know as uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, Sarah Snook, who I don't know well she's been in, um, Kieran Culkin. From just using like oh. whole movies, he was in Scott Pilgrim, Macaulay uh, Culkin's little brother. Yes, yes. Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Oh, and that third guy's, uh, from the third guy's name? The last one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the last Sorry. brother is uh, Jeremy Strong. Okay. Who he's not been a whole lot. I just he's saw in the Big Short. Who was he in the Big Short? I don't remember. I, I only saw him recently in a movie called Serenity, Serenity. and he plays an interesting character in that movie. Um, he's actually really good in this. They're all it's a really good cast. Kieran Culkin is like kind of a douche and he's, he's really funny um but i think the standout characters in this show um are a character named greg and tom and specifically their interactions are really funny greg's kind of just like a goofy like just like uh, fuck off kind of character like he is like in the first episode he's like working at this like theme park as like a mascot and he like gets he does drugs and he's like it's like really nauseous and he's wearing the fucking mascot helmet and he gets like really dizzy and he says kids are messing with him and he vomits but he vomits out the eye holes so it's just puke coming out of the oh eye my holes God. And it was really funny it was and, and his character because this is really goofy and tom is like um the f- dating sarah snook's character in the in the show and he's just like really just kind of over the top kind of character who kind of gives shit to greg but they're really back and good back and forth um and brian cox is really good too 
Um, I'm only three episodes in. It's the first season, but I I would recommend. It definitely has a lot of like sharp jokes, witty. Um, there's some drama to it, but I think it's um, a funnier show than I was expecting it to be. So I'd rec- I would recommend. I'll continue on that as I go, but I have three episodes so far. Cool. That's it. And that's it. Um, real quick, just to, to finish off, I did, because Fleabag 1, I did rewatch the series because mm. it's such an easy watch. And still fantastic. Still, I... I think I laughed at some I missed some of the jokes the first time around and I think mm-hmm. I laughed even more the second time around and yeah if you haven't seen Fleabag please check it out and that's it hold, that's on, it. hold or, on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold the phone so what you're telling me <laughs> is that you watch you know you can watch <laughs> the entirety of Fleabag in one sitting it's five you hours cut his shit you're telling me you can watch it in five hours. Me. It's not a big deal, Brett. It's not You're a big deal. You're telling me. Yes, I rewatched Fleabag. That you watched Unbelievable and you rewatched Fleabag. Yes, I did. But you didn't have time for any of the other shows that we've recommended so far. I've been watching Shit's Creek too. As well. Dan, what is your next planned show to watch? Just, just I just want to know. I just want to know what's your next show. I'm used to watching Shit's Creek, but what are you going to watch after that? Like, when you have time, when you have time. Oh, well, you know what comes out tomorrow, right? And that's oh, what I'm yeah. going to be doing. By the way, have you seen the reviews? Yes. Kind of mixed. So I'm curious yeah. on you. What do you think? I'll let you know. But The Politician comes out tomorrow, so that's what I'm going to watch. So you're telling me... <laughs> you're telling me that the shows that we've recommended that have been out for two years plus, maybe... <laughs> Don't, don't, don't check that. Don't check that. Don't check that. Because I don't know if that's true or not. But you're telling me that you're going to watch a show that just comes out tomorrow. You know why I'm watching that show. I don't care. I've recommended these shows, and I've wasted basically my okay, energy. Okay, you know what, Brett? I you promise you, listen to me. I promise you that after I finish The Politician, I'll watch Mindhunter, okay? Andrew. I promise. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Mindhunter. What do you want? The I want, show. No. Bodyguard. You don't deserve that. I want Bodyguard. Okay, you want me to watch Sparty Guard after a politician? After like five years of fucking yes. Six episodes. It's six episodes. Okay, I'll watch Sparty Six hour long episodes. Weirdly enough, that adds up to six hours. At the same time as Fleabag. Wait, that's one more hour than Fleabag. Fleabag. Wow. (laughs) Right? Okay, I'll watch Sparty Guard. Okay, I already know you're going to binge watch Politician, and you're probably going to get to Bodyguard on Saturday, so shake my hand. Shake, shake, okay. shake that hand. I want to review next week on the Bodyguard. If I will at no, least I start it. I don't know if I will finish it. It's six hours. I'll try so to finish it. If you have five hours to spare, you probably have uh, <laughs> okay, five I'll, more hours to I'll spare. try my best to finish it. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Anyways. <sighs> After I watched some Glow, by the way, I just wanted to run through this real quick. Did you guys hear that they are going to be uh, giving it a fourth and final season? Yes. Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't yes. talk about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. that was announced. Yeah. That's it. All right. That was the show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you listen to us on your preferred platform of choice. We are on... We are on... <laughs> We are on Spotify, where you can follow us and listen to all our previous episodes. Uh, we're also on iTunes, where you can uh, subscribe to us and rate us five stars. Tell us how good looking bread is. You, we are also on iHeartRadio. Uh, we are also on Anchor, Spot, Stitcher, Stitcher um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Are we still on SoundCloud? Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, not. Did I say iHeart? I don't know. Did you? I honestly don't know. Damn it. <laughs> I think no, I did. Yeah, I did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I did. Uh, we are still on SoundCloud. Yes, because that's where I put the main 
post on. And oh, okay, from there. okay. Um, and you can follow our, Inst- our Instagram and our Twitter for InactionPod on both, where you can see Brett tweet, obviously sarcastic tweets. Or um, you go to Instagram. Quickly, I will now be putting a disclaimer <laughs> on each tweet following what I say. Uh, just in case you didn't pick up the joke or the sarcasm, I will put it in some quotes, uh, followed by the name of the main person who doesn't get them at all. Not directed at anyone, of course. Not as directed at anyone but Daniel. But, I mean, <laughs> I've directed at anyone. Um, but, yes, go ahead. Uh, Instagram as well. Uh, and actually, bottom both. Um, if you want to follow us individually, uh, you could follow me on Twitter at DRockMountain or Instagram at DRockyMountain. And I'm on Twitter at Denko89 and on Instagram at DenkoRomero89. And you can follow me on Twitter at Brett J. Burke and on Instagram at Brett J. Burke. And, and you can now follow oh, the my plug. brand new food blog. Oh. oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Called Brett's Best Bites. Yeah. Uh, Triple B. Remember the name. Remember the name. Yeah. Someday I'll be eating food for free, hopefully. With Roy? Fuck, I wish. <laughs> but, yeah. What's the... Is it at... What is is it at Brett's Best oh, Bites? Oh, it's at Brett's Best Bites. All right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right, fantastic. We'll check it out yeah. as well because we are. And as my um, logo maker, just know you have a third reservation on that. Oh, yeah, perfect. Just in case I ever do get free food. Awesome, I am. I'm there. Mm-hmm. And for next week, um, besides um, being with the politician watching, I don't think much. Movies. I'm gonna try to watch Judy, so Judy. I'll have a review of that. Maybe Abominable. Possibly. Maybe I was thinking Rambo. Oh, we can go through Rambo. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, count me out of Rambo. But you right. guys we go see Rambo. Rambo. I'll go see, Let's go see Rambo. I'll go see Rambo. Uh, a mandate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, ma- a mandate, mandate for a man so movie. next week, politician, Judy, yeah. and Rambo. Rambo. Um, I just want to do like a little outro real quick. Go uh, for since it. you watched Uncle Buck. Yes. Um, Jeez. Mm. Oh, Shane, you son of a bitch. We're going to record this. No. Shane, you are live on the podcast right now. I can't even hear him. Interrupting. That's Interrupting. I said, I'm sorry. We already just brought up Brandon. Now it's just funny since you're actually FaceTiming. Are you recording right now? Yeah, we're, we're in the middle of the podcast right now. Oh, oh, hi. Welcome to Derek, the wonderful, amazing podcast. That's not even the name. That's not even the name, Shane. You were on this podcast. podcast. Yeah, the In Action Pod. Shane, that you're on, do you have any comments on the Emmys? Did you watch the Emmys, Shane? Uh, no, I did not. Any? Did you hear any winners? Anything? You wanna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I did not. All right. Okay. Well, have fun. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.